All right, welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Trash Talk Podcast. My name is Tony Nabrowski, and thank you for joining me today. So on this week's show, I was joined by Eli Bashy, and we had a lot of good conversations this week about the Lions and their Week 2 loss to the Green Bay Packers, the Tigers, and the stunning news over the weekend that Ron Garnhire announced his retirement, and much, much more. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Trash Talk with Tony Dabrowski over on 88.3 FM WXOU. Another Monday, another Lions loss to react to, and two weeks into the season, it feels like it is yet another year lost. Welcome into the show this week on a Monday, live from the Oakland Center here in Oak University. Trash Talk with Tony Dabrowski is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week, whether you listen to live on 88.3 FM, WXOU, WXOU.org slash listen, the Radio FX app, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Welcome into this week's show. Eli Bashi is back. Eli, for the first time since March, you are on these airwaves doing a trash talk show. How since, are you, buddy? Since Wednesday, March 11th, when the world stops, we are back. <coughs> it feels great to be back. It feels good. great to... Talk some Alliance football again. Oh, I you were texting me yesterday. I know you're ready for this show. Oh, I was just... I was praying that exactly what was going to happen <laughs> happened, and it did. Oh. And here we are. Oh, my God. All right, so we have a lot to talk about this week. Obviously, we'll start with the Lions in a second here. But we do have to talk about the Tigers, too, because... Yes. Uh, yeah, Gargi retired this weekend. So we have to talk about that. We have to mention... Um, maybe some possibilities to become the next Tigers manager because, make no mistake about it, this next Tiger for Alavila is going to be the biggest decision that he makes in his time so far as GM of the Detroit Tigers. So again, we'll get to that later on in the hour, but obviously, yeah, let's start with the Lions. Um, listen, we all know the story. They lost to the Packers yesterday. Um, they're 0-2 on the season now, and... You know, I, I'm going to start this show very similarly to how I started last week's show. You know, for the people that told me all off season long, whether it was the people on Twitter or the national media, uh, when they told me that this year is going to be different, I want you to look at those first two games, and especially yesterday's game, and tell me what exactly is different with this football team. I mean... <sighs> We have now lost 11 straight football games dating back to last year. It is getting close to a full calendar year, Eli, since the Lions actually last won a football game. I believe 328 days. It's been a very, very long time. The Giants game last year. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time since the Lions last won a football game. Um, 11 straight losses, and we have now lost four straight games in which the Lions have blown a double-digit lead. But the only thing that was different about yesterday's game from everything else that happened with this team over the last year or so is that the Lions didn't wait until the fourth quarter yesterday to have a full-on collapse. Yesterday's collapse happened in the second quarter and the third quarter. The fourth quarter of the game was over at that point. The second and third quarters were where this team started to actually implode in front of our eyes. I mean... The Lions had such a good start to yesterday's game, Eli, okay? They were up 14-3 to after the first quarter. The offense, their first two drives the first to the game. first drive was like, it's just care, give the ball to carry-on, and you just got a touchdown. Carry-on looked dead in week one, and then they just gave him the ball in week two, and he had a touchdown on that first drive. And then the second drive, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Marvin Jones. Touchdown, touchdown, 
it's 14-3 after one. Defensively in the first quarter, it really should have been 14-7 to because there were a few big drops by the Packers on their first drive in the first quarter, but the defense held them to a field goal. I tweeted, nice job. You were, you were able to hold them to a field goal. It's 14-3 to after the first. You're feeling a little good about yourself, okay? You knew they were going to collapse, but you're like, that's a good start. That's a very, very good start. And then all hell broke loose, <laughs> and it was just a complete debacle for the next three quarters. Where do I begin? Let's start with the defense, Eli, because, oh. you know, Matt Patricia is a rocket scientist. Defensive a, guru. A defensive guru. Had the best play in NFL history. It was all him. It was all his call. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the defense is obviously Matt Patricia's calling card. He's got the pencil in his ear for the defense, oh, you know? Genius. The Packers yesterday had 488 total yards of offense. How many rushing yards, Tony? Two hundred. 59 rushing yards. Those are Madden numbers. I put those up on Madden. Those are college football numbers. You see you see players do that in college, not in the NFL when it's grown men. Man, this defense stinks. It's the same thing throughout the past three years with Patricia as our head coach. The defense is his calling card. And the defense blows every year. It's the same thing with this defense. They can't get pressure to the quarterback, and they can't stop the run. And those two things equal being a very bad football team. And that's exactly what the Lions have been, obviously, throughout the last three years. But it's just comical to me how after another full off season, with all the money and all the draft resources that Bob Quinn spent to try to fix this defense. We still can't stop the run, and we can't get pressure to the quarterback. What have Mitch Trubisky and Aaron Rodgers been able to do in the pocket over these last two weeks, Eli? They're, they have enough time to pull their pants down, oh. shake what their mama gave them, and throw a dime. When you have Mitch Trubisky throwing dimes against your defense, you should probably look in the mirror and say, I need to take this pencil off my ear and I need to actually figure out what's wrong with this defense because I haven't been able to figure anything out over the last three years. But supposedly, according to his players, Carryon Johnson said, oh, the coaches watch hours. They stay up all night yeah. seeing how to fix things. But, like, how can you watch what went on but then not change anything game to game? We'll get to that in a second here. We'll talk a little bit more about Matty P in a minute here. But... The, the defense is still a mess. That That's fantastic. Again, defensive guru when you have one of the worst defenses in football. The. the not one of. It's just not even one of anymore. I don't know. Have you seen the Jets' defense? It doesn't matter. We were, what, second to last last year? I don't know and we're even, on the same pace this year. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the defense is great. I mean, the Packers' drives on offense yesterday after the first quarter were touchdown, punt, that was the one good drive that the Lions' defense had after the first quarter when they were able to force Green Bay to punt on their second drive in the second quarter because Ron Harmon laid a guy out. Um, so touchdown, punt, penalties <laughs> led to a Packers touchdown at 17-14 going to halftime. Um, then the second half, again, Packers offensive drives. De'Aaron Jones, 75-yard touchdown in the first play. Punt, um, Field goal, touchdown, 
three and out, but the game was over at that point. I mean, the defense, good lord. <laughs> His defense is a mess. And offensively, obviously they had the hot starts of the game. Two drives, two touchdowns in the first quarter. But after that, Lions offensive drives. Um, punt, <laughs> three and out, missed 57-yard Parader field goal. And then the second half, three and out, pick six, three and out, garbage time touchdown to Marvin Hall, three and out, punt, turnover on downs, game over. The offense scored one touchdown throughout the final three quarters of that football game yesterday. And listen, has Matthew Stafford been good this year so far? No. He is not looking like the MVP caliber player that he was last year before he got hurt. You know, throughout these past two games, he's had some really good moments, and he's had some really bad moments. You know, yesterday, um, the pick six, I put that more on the Packers defender making a really good read and making a very nice play. That really wasn't on him, but people on Twitter will tell you otherwise. Uh, the the sack on the one-yard line, that was completely on Matthew And Stafford. that's always been his biggest problem to me, He's taking he, sacks. He struggles he to should. throw the football away. I've noticed I feel that like it's too. a pride thing. I don't. I feel like he he doesn't mind taking hits, but he doesn't like articulate that like he's articulate. Take, yeah, shout out to Nick. Shout Hinkle. out to Nick Hankel. <laughs> he doesn't articulate that he's going to take a massive loss of yards, and it was almost a safety. It. I thought it was a safety. I did too. The fact that he was down at the one yard line, I was, I was stunned. But that sack was absolutely on him. No one is denying that. Um. So, again, he, he's had up-and-down moments throughout the first two games. He has not been perfect. But if your biggest takeaway from these last two games, especially yesterday, is, well, Matthew Stafford blows, it's time to get rid of him, then you must not be watching the same things that we're watching. Because if your biggest takeaway from the first two games of the season is not, wow, Patricia is a goofball, then... Again, what really are you watching? I mean, again, I mentioned this last week, and I hate to repeat what I said on last week's show and bring it on to this week's show, but what else am I really supposed to say? Dude, Matt Patricia blows. Like, he's not, he's not an NFL head coach. This is what I tried to say last year. I brought my effing megaphone out to try to get my message clear. And apparently it still wasn't clear. Matt Patricia is a fraud. He doesn't have the goods. He doesn't have the goods to take this team where they want to go. Okay? I tried to tell you that last year. And now people are really starting to understand it now. I got at least five or six tweets at me yesterday. From both people that follow me and people that I follow. These were former Patricia defenders, and they said straight up, yeah, I can't defend him anymore. I want I want him gone. And every tweet, I put the same response. Welcome aboard. There are, cooking, there are cookies and coffee on the back table. Like, there are people that want him gone after 2018, and I was so, so close to saying that I want him to be a one and done. You can look up the videos if you don't believe me. I mean, I said multiple times, one specific video was when we went to Chicago and Mitch Trubisky pantsed us. I said, boy, I'm getting really, really close to saying that I want him fired. But I didn't do it because I, I knew they were going to bring him back. So I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's take a step back, 
give him a give him a full off season because the previous off season he was obviously um, coming from the Patriots. He didn't really have a full off season to get things right. Yada yada yada. I was like, give him a full off season. Let's see what they can do this off season. And I was obviously high on the Lions last year, but even with the injuries, you just watched that team. And I saw this franchise going nowhere with Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. We'll talk about BQ in a second here, too. I just knew this wasn't going anywhere. And this is why I didn't want both of these guys back this year. Because I knew, I knew we would be in this position. You know, it's week, (laughs) Eli, it's week two. And the question right now isn't, is Matt Patricia going to get fired? The question is, when? Is Matt Patricia going to get fired? Everyone is pointing at the bye week and saying, if they win the line to 0 4 going into the bye, they will. <coughs> he should be fired then. But Tyler brought up a good point on last week's show. Do you really think the Lions are going to do that nope. after four games? I don't think so. I, don't think I would so. love it. Oh, they, yeah. I would love it if they fired him today. Right now? L- yesterday. <laughs> yeah, they they should have fired him. Just leave him. They should have fired day. him three years ago, two years ago, <laughs> one year ago. <laughs> like, they should have fired him last Monday, let alone today. You can't fire a coach after one week, Tony. Who says I can't? Pull the band-aid off now. If you really think that this team has the talent to actually do something this year, rip that freaking band-aid off right now, get the sting out of the way, and just say, interim head coach Daryl Bevel, go! If you really believe the talent is there on this football team, which I don't believe it really is, again, we'll talk about that in a second, then you should be praying that he's gone by the bye week. I don't think he will, but I really hope I'm wrong. Again, I mentioned this last week. The date that I have circled on the Fire Patricia calendar is Thanksgiving. If the Lions are dangerously below 500, which they very well may be, if they are dangerously below 500 on Thanksgiving and the Texans, who are a bad football team in their own right, if they come here and smack you on CBS, I think Patricia could be launched into the sun. Patricia and Quinn. But... This is just why I didn't want them back, man. This is why I didn't want them back. I knew we would be here. It's just a waste of a year. Hello? A complete waste of a season. Hello? Um, That's what I tried to tell people. Your your franchise quarterback is entering his prime, and you're just wasting his career. Every single year you have Patricia here, it was a wasted year of of Matthew Stafford. Last year he got hurt, so you can't really, like, count that, but... He's healthy now. And they leave him out down 21, chancing him to get hurt. And he, he might And he started hurt. limping yeah. after he took a hit. And I just, it, it boggles my mind. It's like, it's like they want things to go wrong. They don't have, they don't know the difference between blue and red. They, they just don't know between what's smart and what's not smart when you're the head coach of an NFL team. Matthew Stafford should not have been on that field in that final drive when they got the turnover on downs because the game was over, but that's neither here or there. Again, this is exactly why I didn't want them back this year because I knew, I knew that we would be here. And it's, I don't take any joy in this. <laughs> like, someone tweeted at me after the game yesterday, 
like, uh, after the game on um, last week, excuse me, they were like, well, Tony, isn't this really good for you? Because now you're going to get your wish and both Bob Quinn and Patricia will be gone. No, I don't take any joy in this. Like, I want to win. I want to win. I want to see Matthew Stafford win here. And that brings me to my next point. <sighs> me and you, Eli, we are ginormous Matthew Stafford defenders. Yesterday, I saw you. You were defending him. I was defending him. That's what we do, okay? Patricia, bad football coach, that's what he does. What we do is we defend Matthew Stafford on the blue bird app, okay? Even a, even a Matthew Stafford lover, I have to admit that if and when both Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn get launched into the sun, you should just trade Matthew Stafford and start over. I like... When the new guys come in here, are they really going to want to try to start this rebuild and build this thing around a, a year 13 quarterback? If it was me, I wouldn't. I'd be like, Matthew, you're awesome, but we need to we need to start fresh. We need to get every inch of Patricia and Quinn out of here, and that includes you. And again, I hate to say it because I want them to win this year with Matthew Stafford, but I just really, really... I'm not saying you can't win with Matthew Stafford. I'm just saying it might be time to move on. And that's not his fault. It's the Lions' fault. Because if and when the Lions do trade him eventually, we are going to remember Matthew Stafford in Detroit as the quarterback, the incredible talent, who the Lions failed. And that sucks. But that's that's where I'm sitting right now. Two weeks into the season, that's where I'm standing. Where are you at right now? Uh, I've always been in the camp that Matthew Stafford hasn't failed the Lions. The Lions have failed him, and he's given everything he has to this organization, and they've just given him nothing. <clears throat> they've given him nothing to work with. They've never given him a running game until kind of now, but <clears throat> that doesn't even matter because your defense has given up 40 points a game, so who cares if he has a run game now? Over 400 he never. He's never had... An above-average running game and an above-average defense at the same time. His teams have never been really above-average, except for the year that we went to Dallas and got screwed. Yesterday, people were telling me, oh, elite quarterbacks make the most of what they have. Even if they have bad teams around them, they still find a way to win. Show me who! who! Who has ever done that? You can't put everything on the shoulders of your quarterback. He needs help. Stafford gave you, he gave you uh, three touchdowns yesterday with a garbage team, awful play calling. They always, the run game was working in the first quarter. The run game was working. They took a they went away from that. Clark. Yeah. They went away from it. They started throwing on first down. Why? They started going away from TJ Hawkinson, who had a big first quarter. I didn't even see him the rest of the game. They just go away from what works, and the fact that you blame that on Matthew Stafford, it's just mind-boggling how you can watch that every week, and you can say, oh, the on someone told me the only constant with this whole time the Lions have been bad is that they've had Matthew Stafford at quarterback. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
I didn't know Matthew Stafford was 80 years old, and he's been on the Lions for 60 years. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. He was here in 57? Yeah, I was, not, I was not aware that Stafford has always been the problem for the Lions, but apparently he is, <clears throat> and I'm ready for them to move on from him, but not for the reason that other people want that he's bad, but yeah. for the reason that I want to see him go somewhere and be... Who I know he is. Put him in Dallas, and I, I swear, oh th- I swear there would be a Super Bowl contender. Right away. Dak Prescott is putting up godly numbers in that Dallas system for the past few years. Imagine Stafford in that system. Oh, oh boy. That, yeah, yeah, I know. Whatever. We are in a line with that. And, again, I mean... I'm ready to move on if and when Patricia and Quinn get fired out of a cannon because the Lions have failed him. And most importantly, Bob Quinn has failed him. That brings us to what I was trying to mention throughout the past few minutes. You know, people on Twitter have... There have been some people on Twitter who have said, I'm fine with firing Patricia, but keep Quinn. Why? Before Patricia was hired... I was in the camp that I really did like Bob Quinn. Like, I thought he was doing a very good job with his football team. But after making the Patricia hire, it's gone downhill. And whether it's been his draft picks that haven't worked out, mostly haven't worked out. Uh, The free agent signings that mostly haven't worked out. The trades... That haven't worked out. The trades that, in hindsight, look really, really bad. Like Quandre Diggs, who you traded for basically nothing because you thought Will Harris was the guy. We going to talk about Will Harris today? Let me talk about Will Harris for two seconds. I hate hate criticizing rookies. I, I, I always say that I don't like criticizing rookies. That's why I'm not on these airwaves right now talking bleep about Jeff Okuda. You know, he's a rookie. It was his first game. That was expected. He was very bad, but he's a rookie. He'll figure it out. That's why you didn't see me talk crap about DeAndre Swift last week. He's a rookie. It's his first game. He'll be fine. Will Harris last year, I was not afraid to talk crap because the Lions said, Quandre, get out. Will Harris, you're better than him. Let's go. And he stunk last year. And this year, especially yesterday, bro, Bro, that's all I'm going to say. Will Harris, I'm sure, is a very nice guy. I think, in fact, he went to a Red Wings game last year. I love that. Go Wings. But he's just not a good football player. Let's just keep it that way. He's better than you. Yeah, thank you for that. Anywho, whether it's been the draft picks that haven't worked out, whether it's been... The signings that really haven't worked out, Jesse James. <laughs> is he alive? Well, I don't know where he is. is I he, haven't is, seen him since is, we signed him. Is Jesse James alive? He caught what? 248-370-4274. Is Jesse James alive? <laughs> Has he caught more than, like, two passes in his entire Lions tenure? <laughs> I think they've targeted him, like, three times, and oh, he had, like, two connections. How do you spend that much money on the player and then not use him? I feel bad. I feel bad. He's making bank, but I feel bad. And he's good. Well, yeah, and no. <laughs> I mean, but Logan Thomas got more receptions than him, and they paid him all that money. God almighty. Yeah, 
is Jesse James alive? Text us and let us know. Um, again, whether it's been the signings, the draft picks, the trades, just the overall roster construction of this football team. Bob Quinn has not done a good job over the last few years. He takes as much responsibility for this team being in the position that they are now than as Matt Patricia. Like, they both take responsibility. I mean, Patricia can't coach, and Quinn can't build a roster. He has ignored the pass rush for three straight seasons. Three straight years he's ignored the pass rush. He brought in Danny Shelton this offseason, who... He's looking like one of those Patriot players that really thrives when he leaves the system in New England. Uh, Romeo Cora has been nowhere to be found in two years. Uh, Julian Cora was a healthy scratch yesterday. He was the only draft pick from the Lions draft class this past year to actually help the pass rush. He was a healthy scratch. Why? He failed to address the pass rush again. He traded... He, he didn't trade. He cut his sacks leader last year into Von Kennard. Like, the overall roster construction is so bad. Are people ignoring how bad this roster is? Like, again, there are people on Twitter who really do believe that the talent is there. And yes, there are some very talented players on this football team. Especially offensively. Lots of talent on that offense. Defense, <laughs> outside of Trey Flowers, it's hard to pick out the good players. I would say Tracy Walker, but the Lions essentially benched him for Will Harris. Which, how can you defend that? How? How can you defend that? Oh, and I read Will something today. Will Harris! Tracy Walker is Darius Slade's cousin. Oh my god. Like, again, if you think the talent is there, you're entitled to your opinion. God bless. I just don't see it. That's why I don't even think if you fire Patricia, you're going to really go anywhere. Like, this roster isn't good. It hasn't been good since Patricia got here. The roster is bad, and who hired Patricia? Who hired this dude? Bob Quinn! And what did Bob Quinn say? When he fired Jim Caldwell. You say it for me. He said 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough. But, Bob, is 9-24-1 good enough then? The Lions fired Jim Caldwell when he went 9-7 and seven back-to-back years. Which they should have. Yes. Okay, you can look up my videos from t- 2017. When I was in my old room in my parents' house with the, with the airplane wallpaper from when I was a kid. I was too lazy to take that down. So... You can look up the videos. I wanted Caldwell gone. I did as well. They should have fired Caldwell. 9-7 wasn't good enough. But this isn't good enough either. The Lions hired Patricia to take us from being that 9-7 team to taking the jump and becoming a Super Bowl contender. We have gone backwards. It's laughable when you think about where Patricia was supposed to take this team. Laughable. We have won nine games in three seasons. 11-game losing streak. And every single week, it seems like we are getting our doors blown off. We have the occasional games where we're competitive, but we are getting our doors blown off more than we are actually being competitive. We are blowing double-digit leads left and right every single week. I see Patricia, 
on the sideline with his pencil, making that same face with his arms crossed, and then I have to go and listen to him at the press conference say that, oh, we have to coach better. This is disappointing. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, we have to execute better, blah, 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 From blah, an blah, execution blah. standpoint... Every week, it's the same, same thing. thing. Nothing is different with this football team, man. And it's just frustrating. It's really, really frustrating that we are at this point with this football team. But that's, that's where we are. We're 0-2. We got to go to Arizona this Sunday. Oh, Kyler Murray. Through two weeks, Arizona looks sexy. Oh, They look so sexy. Kyler Murray looks like... Who he thought he was going to be. That second year quarterback who was just going to erupt and become an MVP candidate. That's exactly what he's done so far. He is going to light us up. Light us up. Pants us. Pants us and smack it. And then the next week, we gotta play we gotta play the Saints. Oh yes. No Michael Thomas or not. The Saints are a lot of people's pick to make it to the Super Bowl, I'll be honest. Like every year. Including me. <laughs> They're going to be 0-4 going into their bye. Like, it, if they somehow sneak a win out of these next two weeks, I would be angry, honestly. Because <laughs> I, I want to see what happens if the Lions are 0-4 at the bye. I really want to see how loud it's going to be for people to say they, they want everyone fired. I want to see how loud it's going to be. It's already loud now. It was trending on Twitter. Sheila, you see what you did? <laughs> Do you see what's happening? Martha's in a home and she's she's watching the games on the TV and she's like, I love Jim Caldwell. Oh, do they still have Jim Caldwell? Oh no. Jim would never let this happen. <sighs> Hold on a second. <laughs> It's uh, a clown show. It's uh, a circus. Uh, yeah. It's an entire circus. Whoa, that's what I was trying to tell people. But, you know, I, I, people threaten to knock my glasses off. Yeah, they my, will, yeah. Not, uh, not knock the pencil off Matt Patricia's ear. They're going to knock <laughs> your glasses off. Oh, my God. Oh, I have receipts, by the way. Oh, ton of receipts. <laughs> I have my receipts, just to let everybody know. All right, let's... um. Let's move on to the Tigers, because um, they're a little bit more easier to talk about. <laughs> they're a little easier to talk about right now, I guess, if you will. So, um, I, let, I mean, let's just play the audio. Let's give you a little bit of a little bit of setup, and let's um, let's just let Fox Sports Detroit handle this. Uh, for everybody to to be here this afternoon on a short notice. Ow. Um, we're announcing today uh, that uh, that Gardy has decided to uh, to retire uh, from managing uh, uh, effective today. Uh, so in saying that, obviously it's a very sad day for us here in the Detroit Tigers organization. But um, for me, I'd, I'd like to congratulate Gardy on one of the best uh, managerial uh, careers and really in Major League Baseball history. Um, his leadership and hard work over the last three seasons um, has put us in a position to uh, to get closer to our goal of bringing back winning baseball to Detroit. 
um, his hard work and, and, and leadership uh, with the young players over the years uh, has really put us back on track and where we, we need to be and where we need to go. So, Thank you, Al. That was courtesy of Fox Sports Detroit again, as I mentioned. Um, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> Gardner retired this weekend, and I wasn't shocked to see that Gardy retired. Um, I knew that it, it was going to happen this offseason. Gardy even, I think, mentioned in this press conference that um, he was planning to retire after this season. You know, his contract was up. And, again, kind of as Al mentioned in his presser on Saturday, like, we, we feel like this Tigers team is starting to take a little bit of steps forward. They are still very far away. But... It was it was time for Guardian and the Tigers to part ways. Um, th- again, I wasn't shocked to see that he retired. The thing that shocked me was that it was Saturday, effective today. He was done, and Lloyd McClendon's now the interim manager of this team. That's the part that shocked me. And it was really upsetting to listen to Ron Garn hire in his press conference because he seemed like a man who he was just he was just tired. And it's just upsetting to see him so tired and seems, like, drained and just, like, done. You know, it was really upsetting because Gardy, he's a really, really good guy. You know, he's a very, very nice man. I wish I, wish I could have met him at Tiger Fest. The Tigers aren't doing Tiger Fest anymore for some reason. But, you know, I would have always liked to meet Gardy. He seems like a very, very nice human being. Um... And I wanted the Tigers to hire Gardy after Brad Ausmus got launched out of the cannon. <laughs> the reason I wanted Gardy was because he was that veteran manager who I really think could lead this team through a lot of bad seasons. And that's exactly what he did. The last few years have been really, really bad. 2018 and 2019 specifically, we have seen a lot of losing baseball. And I think Gardy handled it well. He did a good job just handling it with class, with dignity, with respect towards the game. Keeping the locker room sane. Having the guys ready to play each night, even when the previous night they probably got blown out. Like, Gardy did, I think, a really good job with his baseball team. And, again, even though there was a lot of losing over the past two years, it was not his fault. You know, it was... It was Pat Caputo who said this on Fox 2 last night. <laughs> Gardy was trying to cook a meal without the ingredients. You know, it, the roster, we knew it would be a bad roster. They're rebuilding. And I don't think there was anyone saying, oh, Gardy, Gardy's the problem. Gardy needs to be fired. Well, last year there was a little rumblings that Gardy might be let go, which I made a video and said that's asinine. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, and... Again, I just feel bad for Gardy because he seems like a very nice guy. And you could tell that it's taken a toll on him. You know, we mentioned how he's been dealing with a lot of health concerns. Um, he's been stressed out. And that's why he decided to walk away now. And obviously, I wish the best for him going forward. Just hopefully he gets right um, and is able to spend some quality time with his grandkids and the rest of his family. Because he's he's earned it. He, I mean, he's going to go down as a very, very good manager in this sport. Um, obviously, mostly with his time with the Twins. But 
I mean, again, he's going to go down as a very, very good manager. And though it wasn't pretty over the last few years, it wasn't his fault. He did his job. He was that veteran presence and that veteran manager to lead this team through the rebuild, and he did just that. So, obviously, I wish him the best going forward. And um, now the Tigers, obviously, are going to be looking for a manager. Don Kelly. <laughs> stole, stole the thunder there. I had um, to, man. <laughs> so, I need that. So, John Morosi of um, MLB Network and Fox Sports, he tweeted yesterday before football that the Lions, the Lions, the Tigers, excuse me, well, the Lions will be looking for a head coach. Um, he tweeted that the Tigers are going to be interested in the following candidates. A.J. Hinch, who is the former World Series champion with the Houston Astros, He's a cheater, (laughs) but he's a very good manager. We'll talk about him in a second here. Will Venable, who is the Cubs' third base coach. George Lombard, who is the Dodgers' first base coach. Vance Wilson, who is the Royals' third base coach. Oh, God, I'm going to screw this name up. Pedro Griffel, who is the Royals' catching coach. Never heard of him until yesterday, but he's apparently going to get interest. Mike Redman, the Rockies bench coach. Keep going. You'll recognize this name. Marcus Timms. Former Tiger. Country Song. Country Strong. You t- oh. he, He's a former Tiger. Rod Allen, every time he hit a homer, he called him Country Strong. I don't remember. Oh, boy. Marcus Timms, Yankees hitting coach. He's going to get interest. Lloyd McLennan, <laughs> who is obviously our interim manager now. I think he got interviewed... When we were looking for a manager the last time, and we when we were looking for a manager the previous time after Leland <laughs> retired, um, and then lastly, lastly, the other guy, none other than DK Baby Don Kelly, the goat himself, the Pirates bench coach, he will get interest as well. So. Assuming that this will be the list of the candidates that the Tigers actually interview and no one else, th- there are a lot of interesting candidates on this list. Um, you know, just to name a few off the top of my head, Will Venable, Cubs third base coach, that kind of intrigues me. Um, George Lombard, Dodgers first base coach. Um, I think maybe if he comes from the Dodger tree, that could be interesting because they've won a lot of games over the past few years, obviously, with Dave Roberts. Um, people like Vance Wilson, the Royals' third base coach. I honestly didn't know that he was the Royals' third base coach. So, you know what? God bless if you think he's the man. Marcus Timms really intrigues me just because of Spencer Torkelson. If you give torque to Marcus Timms, he might turn torque into a 60-homer guy. (laughs) Like, honestly, he might turn him into an absolute machine. And that really intrigues me. Um, so those are a few guys that really interest me. But the two that I want to talk about right now with you, Eli. First of all, Don Kelly. Don Kelly is the man. He is a legend here in Detroit, obviously because of his playing time with the Tigers when they were good. Um, super utility, do it all, DK baby. He's a legend here. Legend. I wish we could build him a statue in center field. That's how much of a legend he is. He should be the Tigers logo. <laughs> Old English D and then inside the D right here, you put Don Kelly's face. Yeah. Um 
Like, he's obviously a legend here. It would be sweet to see him come home. But at the same time, Don Kelly intrigues me because this is somebody who... I've heard a lot of good things about him over the past few years. I have heard people say that he is going to be a manager very, very soon. Why not here? I mean, Don Kelly, this is really intriguing to me. He went from being a scout with us in 2017 to going to being with the Astros and A.J. Hinch. You know, he's a first base, third base coach, I think, with them. And now he's the Pirates bench coach. To take that big of a jump in just two, three years, that's pretty big. And that's pretty impressive for Don Kelly's resume, if you ask me. Um, this is not Steve Eisman-like, okay? When Stevie came home, that just... That just felt different, okay? This is not Steve Eisman-like. But if Don Kelly came home and was our manager to try to lead us out of this rebuild, it would be it would be close to Steve Eisman-like. Again, not not up there with Stevie, but... Because he doesn't have much of a track record like Steve did. No, Steve Eisman's literally a top-five GM yeah. in hockey. Like, that was, that was godly. Don Kelly coming home, that would just be... That would be a feel-good moment, okay? So, that's Don Kelly. I, if they hired Don Kelly, I'd flip out of this chair. <laughs> I would be so electric if they hired Don Kelly. Um, but I also do want to bring up A.J. Hinch, because... The cheater. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, again, he's obviously the World Series manager with the Houston Astros in 2017. We all know the Astros cheated. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> They're a bunch of cheaters. Um, AJ Hinch got fired for what happened. Um, his GM, Jeff Luno, got fired. It, it's a complete mess. Um, but the reason why I would be fine hiring AJ Hinch, and the reason why I probably want the Tigers to hire him, is because when you look at this list of candidates, who's the best manager on this list? It's AJ Hinch. Yes, he's a cheater. <laughs> and if you have questions about how good is he going to be when they're not cheating, that's completely understandable. And that's a fair argument, okay? But you still cannot deny that out of this list, he is the best option. And he is still a very, very good manager. I mean, he's a, he's a good manager, man. And... What the Tigers should be looking for and why this this hire for Alavila is going to be the biggest decision that he makes in his time as Tigers GM so far is because this Tigers team, maybe they shouldn't be looking to hire the guy, but then again, if they think they can find the guy right now, that is really going to help this rebuild. Because again, they are not the White Sox. The Tigers are still so far away. And one of the reasons why I was fine with parting ways with Guardy this offseason is because we saw the Tigers actually be competitive this year and win baseball games. As shocking as that is to say, like the Tigers were in the playoff race for like until a couple 70% of the season. Until a couple weeks ago they were in the playoff race. And before the season started for the Tigers, I said in my expectations video they're going to be bad, but if they can be competitive and fun to watch for maybe a couple weeks, that's my goal. 
They were competitive for damn near <laughs> three months, Eli. Three months they were competitive. And seeing this team be competitive throughout the last few months this season and seeing the decisions that Guardi has made <sighs> to try to actively win baseball games... It showed me that Guardi wasn't going to be the guy to lead us out of this rebuild. He was the guy to take us through the rebuild to lead us out of it. No, he wasn't the guy, unfortunately. And again, I wish Guardi the best because who doesn't love Guardi, okay? But he was not going to be the guy to lead us out of this rebuild. A.J. Hinch very well might be the guy who could really help this team out because... Obviously, this season, we saw Casey Mize. We saw Tarek Skubal. We would have saw Matt Manning if he didn't die. Um, we saw Isak Paredes and Willie Castro and Sergio Contra and Daz Cameron. Even though some of those guys are part of the future and some of them really might not be because they can't hit <laughs> Sergio and Daz. But we're still seeing the young guys on this baseball team this year. And we need someone who's going to develop them. I watched the Tigers numerous times throughout this year and said, I love Gardy, but I don't think him or this coaching staff are going to be the ones to really help these guys develop. A.J. Hinch, he might be able to. Again, he's the best candidate in this list. He's a cheater, I know. And if the Tigers actually do it, people are going to slam them. I would. People are going to slam them, and maybe they should, because A.J. Hinch is, again, a cheater. He wasn't the mastermind behind what happened in Houston. That was Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran, mostly. A.J. Hinch just knew about it, and he didn't do anything. That's why I'm kind of giving him a pass with what happened in Houston, but again, he still should have lost his job, and he did. I still think he's, he should get a second chance somewhere. And why not here? That is my argument. Why not here? We need someone who's going to help these guys develop. We need someone who's going to help Casey Mize actually look like the number one pick in the draft, because he hasn't this year. We need somebody who's going to help Tarek Skubal really become the player that we think he can be, and he has shown signs this year of being that player. But, again, he still needs some work, obviously. When Torque comes up here, we're going to need someone to help him develop into the player we think he can be. And I think of this list, A.J. Hinch is the best option. For you, Eli, who, you know, people look at you and think, stick to basketball. Yeah. <laughs> but. I don't blame him, but. Why are you on my show, though? You're not, you're not just a basketball guy. Like, you actually know what you're talking about with other sports. Yeah. Whether it's baseball, basketball, football, you're a hockey guy. Big hockey Big guy. Big hockey guy. College football, college basketball, you do know the whole deal. So, as a, as a fan who is in between the casual and the diehard portion... I, is that is that fair? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you're not a casual baseball fan. No, I was I was diehard when they were good. But you know, now, yeah. Now I'll flip a game on every once in a while. You know, in the background. You know what you're talking about. You're yeah. not like me who just. I've kept up. You're yeah. You're not like me who just rambles about anything. No, right? you you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as kind of a again in between a casual and a diehard fan, AJ Hinch. Yay or nay? Uh, I just, I feel like 
I don't know, it just seems like a cheap move to me. Cheap? Cheap. Define like, cheap. Just lack of integrity, you know? Just to hire a cheater. I just, <laughs> I would leave a bad but again, taste in my mouth. I don't mean to interrupt you, but again, he wasn't the mastermind behind the cheating. But he let it happen. He could have put a stop to it. He could have. And that's... He had the that's, most power to put a stop to it. That's, again, that is on him. Absolutely. Like, people people get on, like, Justin Verlander. Oh, he was part of... Like, what's he going to do, realistically? He was traded there, and he's is like... Is he going to, like, snitch hey, them out? Like, Justin, here's what we're doing. Don't tell anybody if you want to win. What is Justin Verlander supposed to do? But, Nothing. AJ Hinch, yeah. he could have said, guys, stop. This, is, this isn't right, like... I we gotta stop. Yeah, I, I agree. But he you. didn't do that, and I, I don't think I don't think that's the guy you want coming in here. And you know what? That is a fair argument. Someone else brought that up to me on Twitter yesterday. They said, I don't know. He's a good manager, but how good is he without the cameras in center field and without the without the banging on the trash cans? And how good is he? knowing that he knew and didn't do anything about it. He wasn't the mastermind, but he knew about it, and he didn't say anything. Yes, that is very, very bad. That's a fair argument. Completely understandable. If the Tigers move off of him because of that reason, Al, I... That's fine. I would kind of be mad because he will get a second chance, and again, why not here, but I would understand it. But again... If the Tigers think they can find their guy with this hire, A.J. Hinch could be that guy. And you know what? <laughs> Cheater or not, I just want to win, man. Like, the Tigers, over these last few years, have scared the holy bleep out of me. You know, just seeing some of these guys come up here and really struggle, and seeing all the losing that they've had, and all the nights where they just look checked out after the third inning, it scared me. And... If you can hire a guy like A.J. Hinch, who's going to come in here and be like, listen, we're not going to be good, but let's, let's, let's get this thing over with, okay? Let's become the White Sox. Let's become the Padres. I'm not saying that's what the Tigers are going to do in a few years with A.J. Hinch. I'm just saying, if Hinch can come in here with the mentality that he's going to lead us out of this rebuild, let's go ahead and do it. That's my argument for doing it. But again, if you want to argue that you're afraid to hire a cheater, I get it. I absolutely get it. That's why I'm not sitting here saying hire Alex Cora. Absolutely not. He was the one He was the one who was behind the trash can banging, and he was the one who did it not only in Houston, but in Boston. That is somebody who I really don't think is going to get a second chance because of what he did with the trash can banging. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I'll see. Regardless, though, that's A.J. Hinch. You obviously like Don Kelly a lot. I love Don Kelly. What Don Kelly like? the man. The man. I don't know about Don Kelly the manager, but Don Kelly the man will take you as far as you need to go. What do you What do you really like about Don Kelly? What is the reason why, before I even said anything, you said Don Kelly? Because, man, you just... I grew up watching Don Kelly, <laughs> man. How can you not like Don Kelly? You know. You don't need me to say it. I, I do know. That's Don Kelly, man. That's Don Kelly. DK Baby. The legend. DK Baby. He's a bench coach. People have t-shirts for him. Yes. 
He should have a statue in the city of Detroit, and he will once they hire him, and he's the manager that takes us all away. Do you think it's Don Kelly or Bust? No. Some people have tweeted that at me, and no. I said... It's not that extreme. <sighs> if he had, like, a proven track record, then maybe, yeah, but, like... I'll bring up the Steve Eisman comparison again. If he was, like, Stevie, and he was a top five oh. manager in baseball, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, back up the truck for him. Like, get on your knees and kiss his feet. Like, you do what you need to do to get him here. But here's an argument against Don Kelly that people have brought up to me. And again, it's so accurate and it's so fair. Brian Ausmus scared the holy hell out of people. First-year manager, young, analytical guy, former player, and he stunk. I completely understand it. But at the same time, not every first-year manager is Brad Ausmus. And Brad Ausmus was supposed to be contending. Mm. Don, If Don Kelly gets hired and the Tigers have a bad year, they're not going to be as bad as the Ron Garden hire years. I'm confident in that. But I, if he gets hired and they have a bad year, I don't think anyone will be calling for his head like they did for Brad Ausmus. Again, I don't think you're going to hire the guy here and say lead us right now out of this rebuild. Like, you need to be patient if they hire Don Kelly, if they hire A.J. Hinch, if they hire... Don't do this. If they hire Lloyd McClendon... Oh, no. Yeah, I know. You're not telling him to lead us out of this rebuild right now, okay? You're telling him, just get through it. Keep the boat above water. Yes. Keep taking steps up the ladder and don't fall off the freaking roof. That's what don't we're saying. Don't let the Titanic sink. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Again, though, it's a fair argument to say that Brad Ausmus scared you. But again, not every first-year manager is Brad Ausmus. You are going to find some Rocco Baldellis out there, too, who is a Twins manager. It's been very good for them. You are going to find your Aaron Boones, who has been fantastic with the Yankees. You know, not every young analytical guy is going to stink. Some might, but not all of them. Okay? Brad Ausmus is a different breed. There's a reason why he was one and done in Anaheim. That's all I'm going to say. Brad, I met him at Tiger Fest. He's a, he's a very nice guy. But, yeah. <laughs> no, we already know. We, we know where this is going. So, oh, oh boy. Ty was, <laughs> Ty was listening. You want to know what he just texted me? Huh. Hire Brad back. Oh, <laughs> Tyler. I, uh... Tyler, if I had the second deck button, if I could find it, I would blast that right now. Second deck. Um, Mike also texted us during the show. He called me a bad word. Did he? <laughs> he called... I, I can't say it on air. Just read the text. <laughs> Don't read it out loud. No, I will not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am that word. I am that word. Um, Tyler's texting me again. Let's, uh, um, Tyler, what's up? I have to, um, open up my iPad here. Um, you forgot to mention Kevin Cash. Yeah, with the Rays. Yeah, that's a very good example. Um, another young coach who panned out. Kevin Cash with the Rays. Example, example. Excellent example by Tyler. Mike is now texting us. <laughs> Laugh my butt off. <laughs> All right. So, 
Yeah, again. Um, I just feel like it wouldn't be the end of the world if, if they hired AJ Hinch. But also, they hired DK. Can I give you a comparison? <laughs> Pop it champagne. What? Of them hiring Don Kelly. Very it's not It's not Steve Eiserman-like. I'd say no. yeah. it's if the Pistons hired Tayshaun Prince to their front office after his time with the Grizzlies. You know? It would be yeah. something like that. Yeah. That's a good example. If they hired Tayshaun to be the assistant GM, that's fair. Because he's got, you know, his foot is in the door. You I, know? I wanted him to be hired. Oh, yeah. People think hiring Don Kelly would be Chauncey coming here to be the no. GM. That's, no, Chauncey's different. Chauncey would legit be going from TV analyst with the Clippers yeah. to... It would not be good. Yeah. I do not think it would be good. I love Chauncey. I would like to see that, but that's neither here or there. I love you, Troy Weaver. Um... Tyler still said, let's hire Brad. Okay. <laughs> Stay off the weed. All right. Um, good show this week, Eli. Flew by talking about the disaster Lions and the kind of hopeful, optimistic <laughs> Detroit Tigers. Um, one minute here, very quickly. Big Ten football is back. Do you care at all? No. <laughs> Michigan blows. Oh. That's my team. They stink. <laughs> So who cares? They're going to play in the snow. Nobody cares. It's, it's just, I don't know. You care, but... I, I, I'm i going to be happy when the Big Ten is back. Because when they are back, it's going to just be the Lions. So it'll give me something else to watch for my sanity. For my, to keep me calm, cool, and collected. Because I'm not going into this season thinking that Michigan State is going to be good. In fact, I think they'll be bad. But, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not popping champagne because of the Big Ten being bad. <laughs> like, college football just doesn't hit right right now with me. It just doesn't feel the same, unfortunately. I don't know why. It just doesn't. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way, but. Anywho. Eli, thanks for coming out to the show this week. Feels good to be back. I, I love having you back. Um, Grant is back next week. Grant. Grant. Let's talk about the Raiders. They're on Monday Night Football tonight to open up their new sexy stadium. Oh. God, that stadium. It's a beauty. Oh, Monday Night Football. You know those ESPN cameras are going to get the highest quality. Oh, Gruden standing there with his visor. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what, man. I like this new stadium. I tell you what, man, if you're trying to trade Matthew Stafford, I'll get... Derek Carr for Matthew Stafford, man. No, 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 that's Straight not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That is not what get I meant. Get it done right now, sign, sealed, delivered, That man. is not what I meant. I meant trade Stafford to Vegas. Gruden loves him some Stafford. Let him win there. I'll give you Carr and Mariota, Oh, man. Jesus. Give us Nate Peterman, baby. Okay. Anywho, we're done here. <laughs> oh, Tyler's texting me. One last, one last check. Uh, what did Tyler say? Tyler said... Leave Eli to the Gruden voice. <laughs> Tyler, shut up. Man. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> All right, keep it locked in. This is 88.3 FM WXOU. This is Trash Talk with Tony Brownski signing off. See you next week when the Lions are 0-3, <laughs> baby. <laughs>